Megan. And I'm Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And we are brought together again this week. I think we, we just spoke like four or five days ago. <laughs> yes, um, it has been really recently. Yeah, it was Sunday. So um, now it's Thursday, and we're going to go over the last few days of training anyway. But before that, how are you doing, Megan? I'm pretty good. Uh, we had a cooler day today. I want to say just because the high was only 80. Wow. <laughs> Instead of 88 or 90. Right. So that was nice. Yeah, we've had every day, I swear, for like the past three weeks, it's been like mid-80s and sunny. Uh, yep. Except today, right now, we're getting rain, which is fine because I'm inside. <laughs> but yeah, it's been so it's been so great. I'm almost like... Like, I don't want to take it for granted, but at the same time, like, most summers I have some cooler days to run. (laughs) Yeah, there haven't been as many. I've been looking at that, too. I'm like, what's going on? This is kind of weird. Mm. It's very consistent weather, which is nice, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. The weather said that last week's weather was, on average, seven degrees warmer than it normally is. Huh. Yes. I was like, oh, okay, that makes kind of some sense about why it was so warm that I wasn't prepared for that nobody in Michigan told me they're like oh our summers are mild yeah I'm like this kind of feels like home a little bit like like next week for my triathlon so it's gonna be 92 as the high oh no but that'll be later in the day not in the morning when you're racing I assume no but the low is 70 so it's gonna at least be warm when I start out so on the plus side, I probably won't need the wetsuit I just bought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You might want to take it anyway. I don't know. Yes, if it gets here in time. But good news is you're starting with a swim, so yes. you'll be wet for the bike, so that will help keep you cool. Yes. And then, I don't know, just good luck on the run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's only six miles, so that'll be okay. I kind of wish they put the run at the beginning so you can run and then you can swim and relax for a little bit, give your legs a break, and then ride the bike. I think that's the perfect order. Yes. Who do we have to tell? I don't know. I really wonder who came up with the swim and then bike and then run. Why isn't it swim, run, bike? I don't know. But maybe we can start a new thing. It can be it can be our thing. We'll have to think yes. of a name for it that's similar to triathlon but different enough. Um, do not triathlon. <laughs> I don't know. I'll work on it. Me too. <laughs> anyway, things are good though? Yeah, they are. Good. Uh, things are good here. Things are the same as they have been. What's new? Something's new. Um, Jeff just had his birthday. That was 4th of July. We probably talked about that already. Yep. Um, Ethan's finally got his road test coming up that he's actually going to do. So fingers crossed he passes it because we don't have time for another one before he goes back to college. So he can drive? So he can drive and so he can live off campus next year, which is going to save him a ton of money. Yes. So yeah, you just, you were in college not that long ago. So you know what that's like. (laughs) Yeah. For me, Absolutely. it was so many decades ago, but <laughs> but I know, I know how expensive it is, and um, it doesn't get any cheaper every year. It gets more expensive, so so I'm um, hoping that he passes his road test, and 
that's it. Nothing else going on here. I am ready to talk about some triathlon training. How about you? Yes. Okay. So normally I have my Strava up beforehand and I'm all prepared to go, but I didn't yet. So why don't you start? Okay. So it sounds like I suck, but I specifically plan this. I've gotten in one workout so far this week, and that was Sunday after the show. I went and biked six and a half-ish miles, something like that, and it was slower. Well, the pace, according to my watch, is deceptively slow because there was a lot of traffic on the path, Mm -hmm. so I was dodging people who felt the need to walk four wide across the bike path and not move out of the way. So (laughs) there were a lot of times where I stopped because I was like, oh, what are y'all doing? I can't. Um, And then I took a wrong turn and ended up going on this where bikes weren't supposed to go pier thing out to the water because it was around a lake. Luckily, it had railings and everything, but I went very slow because it was slatted wood and I really wasn't supposed to be there. So my pace, I was like, "Mm, whatever, I did it. (laughs) And there was a really big hill that I had to walk up. So I have goals to not walk up that hill, even though you can't even find it on my Garmin. I'm like, what is this? There's not even a hill on here. There was when I was spiking, I promise. (laughs) But it was a good bike ride. I felt really comfortable biking. And for me, that's almost more important at this point, because if I feel more comfortable, then I'm not going to be as afraid in a race situation. So, Okay. So here's my question to you. It sounds like you haven't done much biking like on the actual roads. So how are you going to feel in your race situation <laughs> biking on the actual roads? Um, there'll be other people. It'll be okay. <laughs> That's my answer right now. Any thoughts on, on doing any of that before the race? Maybe. I really, even a lot of the cyclists here don't bike on the road, even when they're training. So it's kind of a weird thing. Like, so the group rides aren't on roads or anything. So I would kind of have to be by myself because we are lucky in that we have so many different bike paths. Right. I just worry for you that you are going to be afraid or get in this weird situation on race day if you're not, you know, comfortable doing that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll make it work because <laughs> I have to make it work. That's what we're going to do. So, well, I got one ride in earlier this week. That's because I purposely plan to do more of my stuff brickishly. That's not a word. But I wanted to do some stuff back-to-back to prepare for the triathlon. Because you said the time transitioning and doing things longer was harder than you thought it would be. What, what I meant was that I should have done longer bricks. So I did do a brick workout. Um, but it was, it was probably only like an hour and a half long and didn't prepare me for like three or four hours racing. So what I meant was I should have been doing like much longer brick workouts, but again, this wasn't a target race for me and I kind of just jumped into it, you know, a few weeks ahead of time. So, um, definitely going to do that more before pumpkin man. Yeah. So that's what I have. I'm going to do my long bike ride Saturday in the morning. And then my goal is to run our normal Friday run after that. 
So I'll bike and then run for the four miles on Saturday morning. So that's my super awesome goal with that. And I have my swim lesson Saturday morning, but then Sunday I'm going to do an open water swim. Nice. And then do my long run after that. You're going to test out the wetsuit? It's in the mail. It won't be here for Saturday or Sunday. I know. I'm super sad because I just, uh, Xterra was having a sale. Yeah. One of their outlet sales again. And I, it was $90, which I thought was a pretty good deal. Yeah. For, I'm trying to figure out which wetsuit I got. Did you get full sleeve or sleeveless? I think I got sleeveless. Oh, good. (laughs) Yes, because I knew the water was going to be warm for now. And so I was like, okay, that's why I did that. When you swam um, in the lake, how how did the temperature feel to you that day? Did it feel good? Once, what I did is I got in the water for a couple of minutes because when I initially went in and it was 65, it was really cold on my legs, but I stood in it for like five minutes to adjust to the water. Yeah. And then I was okay after that. Like my legs kind of just got used to it and it wasn't too bad. But I got the women's vortex sleeveless. Nice. So it's full long legs, but. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like if you don't get a chance to practice with it in the water, at least practice taking it on and off and check out some um, YouTube videos. Those are helpful. And yes. body glide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will be body gliding it anyway. <laughs> oh, it says I'll get it tomorrow. Yay. Actually. Nice. So originally it said like 12 days. Oh. And so I was worried about it. But if I actually get it tomorrow, then I can use it Sunday. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that's exciting. I will definitely do that. Uh, I have my last swim lesson Saturday. And then I get to bike, run, swim. <laughs> So I will be doing kind of a modified triathlon as it is Saturday morning. And then I work this weekend too. So everything's going to be done in the morning. Wow. Busy weekend. Yes, but that's what triathlon training is. And I have my try next weekend. So I have to get a long bike ride in. Have to. Mm -hmm. Um, How many miles are you going to try to go for? 20, between 20 and 25. Awesome. I'd really like to do 25 because that's what my race is. So I will say this. Keep in mind, you're going to be a week out from your race. It could take up to that long to recover from a long ride, especially if you haven't done a long ride in a while. So I probably wouldn't want to go. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how how sore are you usually after bike rides? Not super sore. But somewhat sore? A little. Okay. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go past 20, I don't think. Okay. A week 20 out. works. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Plus you're going to do the running afterward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like you're going to, uh, I don't know. <sighs> Sorry, I can't stop momming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hands off, Sue. It's your race, Megan. 
You're... Well, because it's not a time race. I just want to experience it. So if it was more of a time race, I'd be more worried. But I'm more worried about the distance, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was re- I was prepared for the distance. I'll tell you that. I'd been training six days a week mm-hmm. going into my Olympic, prepared for the distance. And it still kicked the crap out of me. And that's because I wasn't prepared to, to like do all three long distances together. So, um, so that's why I'm super concerned for you, (laughs) but, uh, but you're, you're tough and you'll be great. I'm sure you'll, you'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) I love that you worry so much. (laughs) All right. Well, good job getting a ride in and good luck on your, um, brick training this weekend. Um, looking at my week here, since we last spoke on Sunday, I had done that 30 mile ride. Oh, you know what I, I realized this week? It was like 30 and a half miles. If I had gone like one more mile, it would have been like half a metric century. <laughs> like it would have been a 50 K if I had gone one more mile. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, but I didn't. So, um, <laughs> So Monday, I got up and just did one mile easy. At this point, like, I've been running every day and just doing, like, a little running streak. So Monday, I did one mile easy. And then Tuesday, I did the 35 minutes moderate ride with then um, the transition run afterward. And my right foot was, like, achy. Um, so when I got to the run, like I only ended up doing a mile. I was just like, I'm just going to take it easy. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because I started running every day or if it's just that I'm doing way the F too much because in addition to all this training, I've also been like walking a ton at work. Like I'm averaging like 14,000 steps a day. And that that includes days where I'm I'm not working. (laughs) So it's a lot. So, um, so that was Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I actually did Friday's run because I had plans to meet up with a friend to run four miles. And so I was like, all right, I'll do Friday's run on Wednesday. And then she ended up bailing on me, but I did my run anyway. So it was three miles moderate and one mile comfortably hard. And my moderate miles were 11.26, 11.08, and 11.01. And then my mile that was comfortably hard, I ran in 9 minutes and 50 seconds. So Dang! Was, yeah, that was pretty nice. Like, that's probably the fastest mile I ran since I don't know when. <laughs> A long time. Um, and I felt like I could have done better. I was trying to, like, just keep it comfortably hard and not, like, all out hard. Do you think it's the biking that's helping? I think it's I think it's everything. I think it's that I'm running regularly and I have been for a few months now and um the doing all of the aerobic training plus all the walking too. Like yeah. that's something that I notice like while I'm walking around the pool now is that I'm getting around it faster. <laughs> so like just my just my regular walking pace is picked up and just my cardiovascular. But you know, it's just it's just a tiny bit. Plus, I'm on carbs, so that always helps. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely getting a little bit better. 
It's like my biking. It's like I want it to be faster and it's getting faster, but it's doing it very slowly. <laughs> but that's okay as long as I'm improving. Um, so Wednesday also I did my Thursday bike ride because I biked to work again and then biked home. Was that better this time? Um, well, last time was great because I had my fastest ride to, on the way to work. It was 15 miles per hour. Um, this time, not so much because my legs were exhausted. I had biked 30 miles and ran eight and then ran four the morning before the bike ride. Like last time I swam before I rode to work and this time I ran before I rode to work. <laughs> so I think my legs are pretty tired. So I only averaged, I think like 14 miles per hour on this one which is still pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then on the way home was like 13. So it was good. Both rides were under an hour. And then this morning I just did a mile run and I got a swim, open water swim planned for tomorrow morning. So all of my workouts are like, kind of like mixed up throughout the week, but I'm doing them all <laughs> um, plus bonus riding. So I figured out like with the commuting to and from work, just one day a week, I'm getting in. 20 extra miles almost on my bike in addition to what's on the plan. So I think that's helping a lot too. Yeah. So one mile easy this morning and I can still tell that my foot is kind of achy. So it's not bad now. Like it's just like a smidge, but if it doesn't go away or it gets worse, I'm definitely going to drop the running streak because it's just not necessary. I'm just doing it because I want to. Um, I also want to run a marathon <laughs> and a half marathon. So, like, I want to do Rockfest at the end of September. It's, like, the last weekend in September or the first weekend. So, you're going to do that half? Yes. Y- yeah. Yes, I want to do the half at Rockfest. And then I'd like to do Bay State in October, at the end of October, the marathon. So, we'll see. There's too much that I want to do. That's the problem. I was sitting at work today making a list of all the workouts I'd like to get in in a week. I'm like, I'd like to get two swims. I'd like to do an open water swim and a pool swim. I'd like to do at least three bike bike rides. I'd like to do at least four runs because I want to have a long run. I want to have an easy run the day before my long run for running on tired legs. I want to have a tempo run and I want to have a speed work run. Also, my yoga in the park every Tuesday and at least one strength training session at the gym. And so far, I'm keeping up with almost all of those workouts. Um, the only thing that I can't fit into my schedule that I'd really like to is a hike. <laughs> but I know it'd just be too much. But it's like, when the heck am I going to hike a mountain? Damn it. <sighs> I, you just Sometimes you just can't do it all, you know? But I want to. I know. <laughs> and we're already doing so much with the triathlon training that it's like a lot. Yeah. It's a lot and I need to, I need to focus on one thing at a time (laughs) or at least just two or three things at a time. (laughs) Instead of all the things right now. Instead of all the things right now, you know, why can't I have everything? I don't know. Because there's only 24 hours in a day and there's only so much muscle recovery. That's true. What I need is more days in the week. (laughs) Yes. I need... Yeah, at least one day for recovery would be great, and then another day for a hike, and then I'm good. So just nine days in a week. So let's make that a thing, too, while we're adding, <laughs> while we're creating new things here today. We'll just create, you know, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
All right, so let's look ahead to what's on the training plan for next week. Oh, we should update our races page, too. Not that there's that much to put on it, but... I know, I'm still debating on my fall marathon, too. And you talking about it has me thinking about it, so... What what marathon would that be? If I did it, it'd be Indianapolis. So it'd be like a week after Bay State because it's November 9th. Oh, so that gives you some time to train after the half. Yeah. The half iron. Interesting. Hmm, that could work, but all the things. Yep, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this week we are looking at... Oh, we'll be moving on to month three of triathlon training, getting into the, the meat of it, right? So yes. <laughs> Monday is a planned rest day. Tuesday is bike 40 minutes moderate with two mile transition run. Wednesday is swim 1200 yards moderate. Thursday is bike 40 minutes moderate and 10 minutes comfortably hard. Friday is run four miles moderate plus one mile comfortably hard, so five total. And Saturday is bike 40 miles moderate and run nine miles moderate. So definitely getting into some longer sessions there on the weekends, ramping up the training. I can't believe we're going to do this. <laughs> like, I, I'm okay. Like, the 30-mile ride was great. But doing that for, like, double <laughs> boggles the mind. That's a lot, right? Yes, it's, I don't even know. That's the only part of the half iron that I can't wrap my head around. Like, the swim, I swim a mile, I can swim 1.2. I can do that, for sure. I run a half marathon, I can do that. 56 miles on a bike. That's a lot. <laughs> that's... that's that's a lot. That's yes. the longest I've ever like worked out for. The longest distance I've ever covered was 31 miles. So, and that's like 25 more miles than that. It's like double. <laughs> that's just a I lot. I know. Yes. But what I realized though, like that 30 mile bike ride, I wasn't sore. Like it didn't bother me. I mean, it might have fatigued me a little bit, just, you know, in my legs and my muscles, but I wasn't sore. I wasn't achy. It wasn't hard. So I probably could do it, right? <laughs> you know. definitely can do it. We will do it because we kind of have to. Yeah. That's that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's scary. I'm still like, ah, about it, but we're doing it. Yep. Okay. All right. Good. So, looks like definitely really getting into some training next week. Going to do all all the things. <laughs> all right. All right. Are you ready to move along and talk about some triathlon transition tips? Yes, because I need them all. Yes. <laughs> well, this will be very helpful for you during your brick workouts this weekend. So this article comes from triathlete.com, and it is called Triathlon Transition Basics. So it says, a smooth, quick transition can make a big difference in a race that comes down to the wire. We asked Olympian Dirk Bockel to share some transition techniques and tips that work. 
So, Megan, let's talk about the T1, the swim-bike transition. Okay, so you should know your way around. You should know the transition area like the back of your hand, so do a pre-race walkthrough from the swim exit to where your bike is racked. You should also know the fastest path from the bike to the mount line, from the dismount line to where you will transition off the bike, and how to get from the exit of transition and onto the run course. If you walk it a few times, the route will crystallize in your mind, which will be helpful on race morning when your mind is overstimulated. Yeah, so this is something that I was thinking about at my um, Olympic because it is important to know, like, all right, I got to come in here this this way, go out that way. Also, where the dismount line is and mount line, because there's so many variables, like, you need to have your helmet on anytime you're riding your bike, but you can't be riding your bike until after you're over the mount line. And if you do either of those two things wrong, you can get a penalty or disqualified. <laughs> also, you don't <laughs> want to go out the wrong way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's very important to like, when you're getting to transition, setting your bike up, taking a look at the area, walking over, visualizing yourself coming through going out, having everything you need. <laughs> and so that's what it says here. Visualize. Run through a successful transition a few times in your mind before the race. Visualization is a very strong and useful tool. Dial in your T1 spot. This may vary according to the race format, but for the most part, prepare your helmet, sunglasses, and bike shoes so you can access them as quickly as possible. Think about which side you will approach your bike from and what direction you will leave with your bike. If you use aero bars, try resting your helmet upside down on the bars with sunglasses sitting open inside the helmet. Okay, so your bike shoe placement. Use rubber bands to fasten the back of your bike shoes to the frame of the bike. The bike shoes will then stay horizontal until you mount the bike. Once you start to pedal, the rubber bands will snap. You should avoid running in your bike shoes for several reasons. To prevent cleat damage, increase your running speed in T1, and avoid overstretching your Achilles tendon. So I assume, Megan, that like me, you're probably just going to be riding in your running sneakers? Yeah. Because you don't have bike shoes and neither do I. No, apparently it helps make us faster. Yeah, on my 30-mile ride with um, the lady that I was riding with, she has clipless shoes, which I don't know why they call them clipless if you have to clip them into the bike. But anyway, <laughs> she call, she has clipless shoes and she was showing me how like she clips into them and clips out and explaining that it helps so much with hills. Because she kept passing me on the hills, but then I'd like pass her on the downhill. Mm -hmm. um, but like I guess because when you're clipped in like that, you can lift up with your foot and it like it helps move the pedal versus if you lift off without being clipped into it, the pedal isn't going to do anything because you're lifting your foot off the pedal. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So it helps because you can push and pull instead of just pushing the whole time on the bike, which is interesting. Got it. So I'm like, I'll look into it if I decide to continue with this triathlon business. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the same thought I had. Eh, if I choose to do that, I will mm -hmm. definitely look into it. But as of right now, mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, swim exit. Start planning your approach to the exit in the final minutes of the swim. Is the right or left side the more direct route to the transition area? Always stroke as far as you can. Then decide whether you should dolphin dive through the water or run the last bit to shore. This is something that 
the triathletes that I swim with talk about a lot. They always swim all the way up until like their hands are basically touching the bottom of the pond. And then they get up and they run out because it saves you time and energy to do that. Once you are running, put your goggles on your head rather than taking them off to keep your hands free. Get up to speed, then begin the peeling off process if it's a wetsuit swim. The suit should be at your waist by the time you reach the bike transition, or T1. Okay. Mounting the bike. Once you reach the mount line, don't necessarily jump on your bike right away. This area is usually congested, and oftentimes you have an opportunity to pass several people simply by running a bit farther into the free space where you can hop on your bike with ease. Sue, this looks like these are people who care about times and how to be like a good transition, not just how to transition. Right. Well, what they're saying is you don't want to stop and like try to get on your bike right on the line because people will actually be running like be, you know, actually like people who care about their times, <laughs> you'll be in their way. So true. Um, move out of the way. Basically, if it's going to take you a second to get on your bike is what they're saying. Okay. All right, T2, the bike run transition. So, approaching T2, start to mentally prepare and remember where you have to go. Will you have to rack your bike yourself, or can you hand it to one of the volunteers? Get ready for T2 by sliding out of your shoes while always looking ahead and never down. Don't be one of the guys who crashes or swerves while trying to get out of his bike shoes. Pedal the final few yards with your bare feet atop the shoes. We don't have to worry about that. Dang, Sue, this is like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so off the bike. Dismount and run to your transition spot using visual aids to help guide your way. Once you're there, put your helmet down and get into your running shoes. Grab your gels, race number, and hat, and off you go. Every second should be planned out. You practiced it, right? Run the fastest route to exit T2 and proceed onto the run course. Now you should have time to turn your race number around to the front and put things into the pockets of your race kit. So I didn't do the running belt thing. I had I just pinned my running number to the front of my tri suit and had it on throughout the whole thing because I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to worry about losing this. <laughs> so it was pretty wrinkled by the end. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely want to... Uh, have everything planned out, how you're going to do it. And the mount dismount line, you get that right. Like you can't ride your bike until after you're past it. Yes. I'm going to have to look up and see where my mount dismount line is at my try. Yeah. It'll be fairly close to the the bike exit. Okay. (laughs) Just remember to move out of the way if it's going to take you a minute to get going. (laughs) Don't get run over. General tips. Be a spectator. If you have the opportunity to just watch a triathlon, stand near the transition area, and pick out a few people to observe and analyze, you'll find examples of what to do and what not to do out there. I feel like we're going to be the people people watch and they're like, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, you mean like me needing somebody to zip up my suit as I'm headed out of transition? (laughs) Or yeah, when um, like that. when Bri and I did the sprint, like she couldn't get her bike shorts off that she wore over her suit, so like, she's, like I was like helping her pull her bike shorts off. <laughs> yeah, that that would be us. People are going to be watching. Don't wear stuff where you need help taking it off or keeping it on. Me, <laughs> yeah, reminds me of the time I did the 
half marathon and use the bathroom beforehand. And I had pinned my tutu to my shorts on one side and my top on the other. So I couldn't <laughs> get it off and use the bathroom without like unpinning everything. <sighs> Good times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things you, you learn later. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. So try this at home. Set up a personal transition area. And I know we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Run 10 yards towards your bike, put your helmet on and go. Put your shoes on while you accelerate on the bike. As soon as you can ride normally, relax for a second and start the T2 practice run, meaning do the same thing in reverse. Get your feet out of your shoes, approach the makeshift dismount line, jump off your bike, run to your spot and quickly get your helmet off and put your running shoes on. Grab your run gear and off you go. Can you do the whole thing in less than 10 seconds? No. <laughs> do it again and again until you can. The perfect place to practice this is a 400-meter track. After 200 meters, you must be in your shoes. You have 100 meters to relax and 100 meters to prepare to get off your bike. I usually start this practice two weeks before my first race. If you think this won't help your overall performance, go back and check your split times in T1, T2. I'm sure the numbers will speak for themselves. So they're talking about like less than a minute in transition. Yeah. I've seen transition times of up to five minutes. So what's the difference? My, well, a lot of it has to do with the race. So like my T1 was eight minutes, but that's because when I came out of the swim, I had to go to the mini transition area and get my suit off and get my running shoes on and then run up a gravel hill because there was no way I was doing that in bare feet. Um, and then the yeah. transition area was like, um, I want to say like a quarter mile from where the swim was. Okay. So that like the actual layout of the race depends a lot. It, like if the swim isn't right next to the transition area, like at Pumpkin Man, I don't, we don't have to go quite as far, but we still have to go up a hill. So I think yeah. when Bree and I did it, it was like five minutes transition time. Okay. From the swim to okay. the bike. So that has a lot to do with it. My bike to run transition, my T2 time was, I think, like two minutes, one minute or two minutes for the Olympic. So not quite the 10 seconds that they're talking about. <laughs> I'm but baffled by that. <laughs> I thought it was pretty quick. You know, I thought I was yeah. out of there. So. And I took time to like drink some of my, some of my tailwind and take some of my salt tabs, you know? So I was like, this is too important not to do. <laughs> yes. So that's what somebody mentioned to me at the bike shop is as soon as you get out of the water, drink stuff mm -hmm. because it'll be too late if you drink later than that, pretty much because you get thirstier than you think, and then you get into biking and then you're thirsty on the bike and then you're already getting dehydrated if you're thirsty on the bike. So you need to make sure you're drinking before then. I have trouble with the, the fuel. Like this is the biggest issue that I have right now is that like if I'm drinking on the bike, I feel full. I'm My stomach is like sloshing around and, and it's not even drinking a lot. Like yeah. I, I think for the Olympic, I only had one bottle with me because I knew I wouldn't drink two because I knew what it does to me. And so... Like I had a second like handheld bottle for the run with Tailwind in it, but just one mm -hmm. on the bike. And I definitely didn't drink at all. I think maybe like two thirds or three fourths of it, but I felt like so full. And 
I'm trying to think. I don't even think I took an energy gel because it was just too much. Um, I took my energy gel after I got off the bike. I brought it with me on the run and then took it like at the beginning of the run, but still like felt sick like the whole time during the run. <laughs> Not, uh, I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to make it better. So if anybody has any tips on that, I mean, I can just practice. I can continue working with what I have and trying to force stuff down and seeing if it just goes away. I feel like it's not going to because, like, last time that I was doing this, it just got worse. Um, or I can experiment with other products. You know, I've used UCAN before and had similar. Like, I, I tried everything when I was having this issue before in 2017. So I don't really know what to do other than, like, just learn to perform without it but I feel like that's not going to be good when I need to be hydrated during a race (laughs) so you don't have any issues with that do you Megan no but only because I don't necessarily do I don't take in a lot of fuel like my half marathons lately I've been using the same pack of honey stinger chews and just using Gatorade for fuel the whole way yeah so I don't fuel a lot because I know I get kind of my stomach gets iffy sometimes. So I've just been kind of liquid fueling with the sugar from Gatorade and my chews I'll eat one or two periodically instead of gels every 45 minutes or whatever. I'll just keep my pack of chews and eat one when I feel like it Mm -hmm. to kind of do that. So I don't know. Yeah. It's it's hard because so many people talk about like you need to Make sure you're getting in enough nutrition during a triathlon. It's an all-day thing. You know how many calories you're burning? All right, that day, this week, Wednesday, I ran four miles, just four miles. I rode my bike to work 13 miles, rode my bike 13 miles home, and then walked around my pool at work during the day. I burned 1,600 calories with that exercise in that one day. 1,600 calories. That's like... That's like a day's worth of calories. <laughs> Do you think it's estimating correctly? Oh, I know it is. Absolutely. Okay. Um, because when I run, um, based on my body weight, I burn an average of 70 calories per mile. So that gives me like three 300 for a four-mile run, 300 calories. And then my bike ride um, was, each bike ride I think was like, I want to say like 500 calories because I biked for an hour. And then um, all the walking that I do. And the walking is like 50 calories for a thousand steps. And the steps are accurate. So it just, it's not like it's a lot, but it adds up. (laughs) I mean, it's easy for me to fuel throughout the day when it's all broken up and spread throughout the day like that. But during the course of a race, when I'm actually exercising, it's harder for me to digest for whatever reason. Yeah. That makes sense. Ish. I'm as, as much sense as it can make. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I'm open to suggestions from other people. I'm constantly like asking our listeners like, oh, so this is more like we're just going to talk about our training and you guys are going to be our support <laughs> group. <laughs> so give us your ideas, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Because we don't know what we're doing. It's so so funny. I'm just like, man, this is all new. We're just doing our best. We need to listen to a a triathlon podcast. Actually, I meant to talk about that. I started listening to one. It is called Crushing Iron 
And one of the episodes that I listened to recently was really good. It was called Challenge Your Own Reality. And it gave me a lot of insight into like my own psychology, like running at least. Like people who've listened to our podcast for years know that I don't like to run when it's really hot and I don't like to run when it's really cold and I don't like to run in the sand and I don't like to run on the beach and I don't like to run in the snow. Like I always want to have like perfect conditions and this podcast was talking about like how we get into that mindset of always trying to make the ideal conditions where in reality we really need to like challenge ourselves and make every workout challenging in some way so that like when the race comes we're prepared for it um it was really really good and it made me like rethink like how i've been doing my workouts and and not being such a baby (laughs) basically yeah that's like the one day i ran in the rain and i was like sue i did it i ran in the rain because you know how i am if it's wet outside i'm like that's wet i don't wanna (laughs) so when it rained on me the whole time and I ran it, I was like, I can do it. I can do the yeah. things. I think it's fun to run in the rain. For a long race, like a marathon, it gets pretty miserable, I would think. <laughs> but but for like a, just a training run, you know, a, a light rain isn't too bad. I'm okay with that. I think it's fun. Oh, and one thing that I meant, to, this is irrelevant to all of this, but one thing that I forgot <laughs> to mention during my run this week where I did my um one mile comfortably hard, somebody actually two houses on my on the my route that day had hopscotch and chalk on the sidewalk, and I did the hopscotch during oh, my that's run. So fun on both of them, <laughs> yeah, totally like threw off my pacing, but I was like, yay, free hopscotch. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the people like saw me like, what is that crazy woman doing? <laughs> And now they're probably like, yay, somebody's using it. I bet there is a kid watching from the window like, mom, mom, somebody's on the hopscotch. Look. It was fun, though. It's just like a fun little way to break up a run. Absolutely. Yeah. Got to get myself some sidewalk chalk. All right. So I don't know what the heck we were talking about, but (laughs) um, transition tips, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So how are you feeling about next week? I... Actually, I'm feeling semi-confident because I'm kind of going to throw it like I do running and just go do it. Yeah. Like, okay, just, you know, that's what we're going to do. I'm just going to do it and kind of like we're taking the half Ironman into it. Like, it's just, it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm I'm just doing it to see if I can and to get practice and I, it's going to be my first try PR no matter what. And it's for practice and it's going to be awesome. Yes. So yay. Yes. I'm excited for you. I hope you have fun. I hope you have a good day. Yay. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get to talk in a week before your triathlon, before your Olympic. But if not, then we'll talk afterward. It's Sunday, right? Yes. 20, 21st. 21st. Yes, it is the 21st. Okay, cool. All right. Try Del Sol? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So excited for you. Um, so we'll either talk next week or we will, um, next time we talk will be your race recap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So what are you going to do in, it looks like 10 days? 
nine, I think. Nine no, days. days. What, are you gonna, days. <laughs> what are you going to do in 10 days? An Olympic triathlon where I'm going to be badass because, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. <laughs> If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.